You're listening to Cultivate Curiosity, a podcast that inspires the next generation to stay curious. Cultivate Curiosity is brought to you by the Emerald Coast Science Center, a nonprofit interactive science museum and STEAM educational facility in Fort Long Beach, Florida. This podcast is perfect for anyone curious about the world we live in because you never know what we'll talk about next. Hi everyone, my name is JC and I am the social media coordinator at the Emerald Coast Science Center and today I'm going to be talking to you guys about social media and social media marketing and how that can help you promote your nonprofit. So let's just get right into it. Let's talk about what social media and social media marketing is. So social media is websites and applications that enable users to create and share content or to participate in social networking. These are things like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of that fun stuff. And then social media marketing is the use of social media platforms and websites to promote a product or service, the services that you provide at your nonprofit. So now that we understand what social media and social media marketing is, let's talk about the different types of social media that there is because there's a lot of different types of sites out there. So we have our traditional social networking sites. Those are Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and things like that. So these platforms help us connect with friends, family, and even brands or companies. They encourage us to share knowledge and are all about personal human-to-human interaction. And users can share thoughts, curate content, upload photos and videos, form groups based on interests, and participate in lively discussions on these different platforms. And as a nonprofit, or just a company in general, you can reach a target audience through ads on these platforms. You can network with other nonprofits and other companies and brands, or you can network also with your audience. And then you can also research your audience through these platforms. So you can see who's liking your content, who's interacting with it, engaging with it, all that fun stuff in the analytics side of it. So you can really see who your audience is through those platforms. Now we also have social review sites. These are like Yelp or TripAdvisor or or even Google reviews. These reviews come from community members for all sorts of locations and and experiences. And studying these reviews can help you understand the customer's perspective and solve problems before they become a huge deal. So definitely keep an eye on these types of review sites. You want to be interacting with both the good and the bad. Sometimes we don't really want to be looking at the bad reviews, but giving some feedback and some understanding, like saying you understand like this wasn't the best experience for them, and then maybe speaking to why it was that way or how you were going to change something is always great so that way people can see you are trying to fix things or help with how that happened kind of a thing. You don't want to just have a bad review and nothing be on there because you want to show that you're engaging on all kinds of social media platforms and especially those review sites. We also have image and video sharing sites. So these are things like Instagram, Imgur, Snapchat, and Pinterest. So these are designed to amplify the power of image sharing and more recently video sharing as well. So visual content like images, infographics, and illustrations capture our hearts, eyes, and imaginations. These are just very image and video heavy sites. You want to be creating really awesome content that is very appealing to the eye, but also makes your audience feel a certain way. And you can use these platforms to encourage user-generated content and create inspiration for your audience. So let's talk a little bit about user-generated content. This is when someone takes a photo, a video, and posts it on their own account. 
So you're not posting this photo or video, they are. And you can reshare this content, that's really great. You can also ask them if you have a policy put in place, if you can actually use their content, which is what we do here at the Science Center. We actually have a user-generated content policy, so that way we can say, hey, can you read these policies? And then let us know if we can use your photo or video, and you know, we can use that in our flyers, in any kind of marketing stuff that we do, and also just reposting it on our social media, so that way people can see not only the content that we are creating, but also content that other people create. That is a great way to get user-generated content is from image and video sharing sites. We have a few other ones. There is video hosting sites. So this is like YouTube and Vimeo. And these sites help creators put together content and share it to a platform optimized for streaming. So you can use these platforms to share content and engage with people watching your content. So these are going to be longer videos or sometimes they're even shorter videos, but you want them to stream it. So I would say it is more on the longer side of how long a video is. And these are things like vlogs or if you are putting up a podcast, you can also put it on your YouTube as well. If you take video content of when you're recording your podcast, you can do that too. So there's a couple different things that you can put on there on a video hosting site, but I think that is definitely long form types of videos that you would be posting there. You also have community blogs. So these are shared blogging platforms like Tumblr and Medium, and they give people space to express their thoughts and help connect them with readers without having to have their own hosted website that has a blog on it. So you don't have to have a self-hosted website and run a blog from there, this is the alternative to that. These community blog sites provide an audience while allowing plenty of room for customization and self-expression. If you were to be on these platforms, you can use them to develop your voice, get some readers, and get clear about your vision. If you do have a blog already on your website, you can use these platforms to share, repurpose, and repost older content and expose it to a new audience. So you might be engaging with a completely different audience on this community blog platform versus your own blog on your website. And then the last kind of social media platform that we have is discussion sites. So these are a little different than like Facebook and Instagram. These are specifically designed to spark a conversation, which is like Reddit and Quora. Anyone is free to ask a question or make a statement, and this attracts people with shared interests and curiosities. But users will tend to give out less identifiable information on these platforms. Unlike Facebook and Instagram, where you usually have your name, you know, where you live, possibly a lot of different things that you wouldn't have on these kinds of platforms. So anonymity is powerful when it comes to people opening up and getting real, and that's what they're able to do on Reddit, Quora, and any other of these kinds of sites. So for you, you can use these platforms to research what your target audience is asking and use this as a starting point for your content marketing strategy. So you're going to be able to see if they're asking certain questions, maybe that relates to your nonprofit and how are you able to target what they're asking and answer those questions through your content. And Quora users also ask all sorts of questions and answering them can help establish you as a thought leader and drive more traffic to your website. So that is all the different kinds of social media platforms. We can see they come in many forms and you can use most of these types of social networking sites to help your business. But I want you to make sure to think about what platforms you want to be on that match with the mission and vision of your nonprofit and what platforms you or your marketing team, if you have one, will be able to consistently run. You don't want to start on a social media platform 
form and then two weeks later you're not able to keep it up you're not able to post on it you're not able to interact with your audience that just is not the best way to go about it so make sure you're thinking about am I going to be able to stay on the social media platform for a long time am I going to be able to push content on it and make content and have the time to do that because you don't want to be on just every platform because that's what you know everyone else is on you want to make sure that it really does promote you as a nonprofit and helps with your mission and vision and if it doesn't that's totally fine you don't have to be on every platform so now that we know a little bit about the platforms I'm going to switch over and talk about some of the social media tools that you can use and some of the ones that I use as a social media coordinator at the science center to help me with just about everything for content creation I would say you definitely need to have a phone either if it's your personal phone or if your uh, nonprofit is able to get one for you that would be amazing the science center does have an iPhone now that we use and it's great because it will have all the videos and photos and I can take them on that and have them on that phone without having it on my personal one but you know if that's just how it works you can have it on your personal one too so I'm able to do that if you also can get a nice camera that is great too I use those especially for events or certain programs I want to be able to use like for promotion and marketing and stuff like that I'll want to make sure I'm using very nice camera but if it's just something that's going on social media most of the time I'm going to be using that iPhone to take a video or just take a quick picture. So that's how I can get content and then if I need to just make a graphic or put some of those photos and videos into a graphic, I will use for designing purposes either Canva or Adobe Illustrator. So Canva is amazing. It is actually free for nonprofits. They're pro version. So I think you just have to contact them to get that figured out and sorted, but they also just have a normal free version that you can use as well. Canva can do so many things. They've updated a lot of stuff recently. I definitely am able to create some pretty cool graphics for the social media at the Science Center using Canva. So they have a lot of different things in there. I use it both for creating like photo graphics or I can do videos and stuff like that in there too. And then Adobe Illustrator is a paid thing that you have to do. You get the Adobe Suite, but I would say for certain things, certain aspects you might need it just because you can use like Adobe stock files and stuff like that to create some pretty cool stuff as well. So I definitely use Canva more but I have used Adobe Illustrator too. For video editing I use Canva. You can also use iMovie. I have not really used that very much and then I also have used Adobe Premiere Pro for a few things as well. CapCut too that's one that you can use on your phone. I've seen a lot of people use those as well. So there's a couple different ways that you can edit videos for your social media. And then photo editing, you can use just about any filter app that you find. I use Visco, V-S-C-O. I have a preset that I love on there that I use for like our Instagram and stuff like that. If it's on Instagram, it has that filter on it. Just that way I'm being somewhat consistent because my photos might not always look exactly the same, but they'll have that filter. And I hope that's how our audience will know that it's the Science Center posting those photos is because it has that filter on it and they just know they see that filter and they know that it's us. So you can use that. I'm pretty sure like even just your iPhone has some filters on there and you can crop and edit using that. A different one would be Adobe Lightroom which I think you can get on your phone too as well as on your computer and that is great for especially on your computer if you wanted to edit those photos from a nice camera or something like that just to change the lighting a little bit and you could also do that on your phone as well. 
So now that we have it to where our content is created and edited, how are you going to schedule or post this on your social media sites? So for quite a few things, I will schedule things ahead of time just because I'm not necessarily always going to be able to post something the day of. So for Facebook and Instagram for the Science Center, I use Meta Business Suite, which it's not like a paid thing or anything like that. You're able to access that business suite through Facebook and you can do it both on your computer and on your mobile device. I usually do it on the computer just because I'm already creating the content and like writing copy on my computer for the most part, but you can kind of go back and forth. So I use that for Facebook and Instagram scheduling. I will say it's not always easy to schedule reels. I have done it once or twice for Sebastian's social media just because it's just a video for him, but if you want things to look a certain way, I I will wait and go ahead and just draft the reel on Instagram and then wait until the day of and then post it. So that's what I use for Facebook and Instagram. For Twitter and LinkedIn, I use something called Buffer. You can use that for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and other platforms, but I just use it for those two because I'm under a free plan, so I think I can only have two channels actually at one time. So I have those two on there. And then you can also use TweetDeck for Twitter. It's just Twitter, and that is free. It's very easy to use. It looks almost like you're in Twitter, but you're not. You can also use Hootsuite. I personally do not use it anymore just because we had a free version and they don't have a free version anymore. And then later, I have not used later before. I know you can use it for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and TikTok. I um, signed up for their newsletter because they do put out a lot of great information. You can always use later. I think it's a great platform. It's very visual. And then also some analytics. I personally do not use a different kind of analytics tool. I know there's a lot out there. I know a certain platforms that help you with scheduling can also get you those analytics as well. Like Hootsuite does that. I think Sprout as well is great with analytics, but I just use Meta Business Suite and Instagram Professional Dashboard for my Facebook and Instagram. And then Twitter, LinkedIn, and TikTok, I will just use the analytics from those platforms as well. So I'm not necessarily pulling it into a third-party tool. I'm able to pull the analytics from the platform itself. You might want to use a third-party tool. I will say there's been issues where those third-party tools aren't able to pull correct analytics. So I just like to go straight to the source and use the platform's analytics. Okay, so that's all the tools I use. And I just want to hit on one more thing before I wrap up this podcast. Like I mentioned earlier, you may not want to be on all platforms. Like for the Science Center, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok. We do have an Pinterest account. It's not necessarily as active. And we're not on like Tumblr or Quora or Reddit or we do have a YouTube, but we're not posting very much there. I will say we do definitely watch out for those review sites. So like TripAdvisor, Yelp, Google reviews. We definitely are checking those and making sure that we're replying to them, whether it's a good review or a bad review. So definitely think like, is this platform going to work for the organization that I work for? Is it going to help us get our mission out there? Do a little bit of research and do a little bit of thinking before you just make an account on everything. I think that is all I have. If you have any questions about social media and how to implement social media marketing for your nonprofit, you can always email the social media at ecscience.org. I get those emails, so if you have any questions specifically for me, email me there. But 
social media is amazing. I love, 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 love doing it for the Science Center and for Sebastian, our tortoise. I get to be so creative and have so much fun working on the different platforms that we're on. I highly recommend that your nonprofit, no matter how small or how big they are, always has social media of some kind, especially a Facebook, because Facebook, if you don't have one of those, it's almost like your business doesn't even exist. So definitely have a Facebook and if you can reach into some of the other platforms, I highly recommend it. So thank you for listening and we'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Cultivate Curiosity. If you have any questions, feel free to email us at socialmedia at ecscience.org. Tune in for our next episode in two weeks.